views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Um, I want to just take a moment and say how deeply, deeply our hearts and our prayers from all of us here go out uh, to the people that are in Florida, in Georgia, in the Carolinas. Many of you know and have heard me share the story of the fact that my family, my mom, my dad, my brothers, my sisters, their children, all of the above, had moved to Florida. My mother actually and my family lived in Homestead, Florida uh, during Andrew. And I understand and know firsthand what it is like to see everything around you change, to look at the life you thought you once had And I remember saying to my mom back then, listen, how about we kind of come get you and get you out of there? And my mom said to me, and this is Homestead. I don't know if you all even know what I'm talking about, about what happened with Andrew. Um, My mom turned to me and said, honey, I now know why. And these are her, this is her language. I now know why the good Lord gave me my real estate license. And I'm thinking to myself, What is she talking about? And she said, I'm here to help people rebuild. That's what we're seeing from Floridians. That's what we're seeing. It is that kind of gumption, that gusto, whether you're down in the Keys like some of my my nieces and nephews, or you're up in Georgia like my brother, or you're in the Carolinas where my mom's family's from, It doesn't matter. There is this grit about being able to pull up. And that comes from what my mom used to call a sturdy and robust heart. You know, a heart that allows us to open ourselves up, you know, to stand tall, to figure out how to be creative and innovative, uh, like the gentleman that got himself a boat and brought supplies to Key West yesterday. And so there are folks that that I know have been longtime listeners because of the stations we are on in Florida. And we want you to know that it doesn't matter that we are located clear across the country. You're clearly in our hearts. And we are so thrilled from all of you 
our hosts, Megan Lyons, that lives there, others that are that are out there that found a way to do a radio show from Charleston. I, I don't even still get that, as well as my guest, Nicholas Pearson, joining me here today. You know, for many of us, we've said yes to a calling and a way of life that is hard to explain. And that's why I'm excited about the shows we're doing today for a lot of reasons. You know, one is when we think about healing for the heart, we're thinking about the energy of what that means. What does it mean to say heart? Because that's what I'm struck by when I think about people that overcome challenges, obstacles, devastation, whether it's Houston, whether it's Homestead, or whether it's now the entire state of Florida. And so the message today from Nicholas is, what is it we can know? His fabulous book, Crystal Healing for the Heart. For the Heart. Gemstone Therapy for Physical, Emotional, and Spiritual Well-Being. Now, this is important for a lot of reasons, and you're going to get to meet Nicholas and, and get a sense of what he has said yes to, because when you take on the things of the heart, you're literally taking on the energy center from which all else comes. Nicholas, it's great to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. I don't think either one of us could uh, knew at the time that Linda set this up that you and I would be talking about the heart in in the midst of watching people literally pull up, open their hearts. And if healing of the heart was ever needed, it is so needed now. I, and I know that you're somebody that is looking at this firsthand. I want to ask you this question. Healing from the heart and now crystal healing from the heart. How powerful is this for you? How powerful is this for the world? And how might we heal from what has just happened? Well, you know, this this particular book is probably my most personal yet. It represents my own journey towards wholeheartedness. Um, you know, this is not a thing we just magically arrive upon one day and all is said and done. It's an it's a, a journey that we undertake every single day. We start fresh every time we open our eyes in the morning. So, um, you know, healing the heart center, coming into that state of wholeheartedness is something the world so desperately needs. So much of what we see that is out of balance is because we've sort of misidentified or confused the, the fundamental nature of reality as being sort of mind or ego-centered, being body-centered, rather than being heart or soul-centered. So this material, this whole idea of returning to the heart as the, you know, sort of fundamental way of orienting to the world is essentially one of the remedies for everything that's out of balance today. You know, and let's talk about gemstones for a minute because, you know, I, I talk about this often. I love to have a little fun with this. Um, I, I'm a girl from the Bronx and, you know, my attraction to gemstones, most people would say, has to do with some kind of past life or something because <clears throat> there isn't anything in my background that would point to the fact where, you know, if you came in my house right now, you know, you would see different forms of crystals, geodes, uh, and yet uh, it kind of doesn't make intellectual sense. But there is an intuition of this and there is an intuition of crystal healing. 
I would love for you to talk about this and what you've discovered along the way to becoming you and healing yourself. You know, stone is the oldest teacher in the world. Uh, if we look at the earliest cultures, the, the first civilizations that began, we call them the Stone Ages. Stones were our tools, our homes, our you know, uh, products of art. And everything else that we've done is sort of an evolution of those early days where our primary way of relating to the world was through the mineral kingdom. So even life itself is just sort of uh, thought to descend from these tiny little clay compounds that begat the first nucleotide bases that became what is now in our DNA and RNA. So, um, you know, we're literal descendants of the mineral kingdom in a very real and biological sense. So we have this primal connection to the world of gemstone, whether it's a, you know, a beautiful faceted diamond set in an engagement ring, or whether it's the gypsum crystals in the drywall of your home. Everywhere you go, we are surrounded by, supported by, protected and nourished by the energy of the mineral kingdom. So it, it stands to reason that this ancient lineage of co-creating with the mineral kingdom is something that you know we, we are continuing to evolve with. And today we have such a plentitude of different varieties of gemstones, so many different kinds of crystals that are newly available to humankind that you know, crystal healing is really coming into its own. Mm. Um, you know, in my own path, I have used crystals for a little bit of everything, whether it is, you know, getting through an anxiety-ridden day, hunkering <laughs> down for a hurricane perhaps, or, mm. you know, with my friends, my colleagues, my clients, my students, you know, working out the, the tiny little details of their lives and how gemstones can support them. So for, for every, every sort of a mishap or bump in the road we might experience, there can be a gemstone that can support us through that. And they're not a magic bullet. They don't make everything better. They are reflectors, they are transmitters and oscillators. What this means is that they're able to show to us the fundamental nature of reality, the fundamental truth that is within things. They can help to broadcast that truth to sort of you know, override whatever cognitive dissonance we might be experiencing, whatever fear or um, you know, feeling of lack that might show up, and they help us to vibrate or oscillate to that truth. And that's why they're such powerful tools for healing and transformation. You know, it's really interesting. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, is a, a, a Game of Thrones fanatic, right? And we were talking and had this huge debate because the excitement about, you know, where Game of Thrones is going, but also the idea of dragons and also the idea of, you know, certain aspects from the dark side. And what I found interesting about this is there was this, and there is this conversation about the finding of a, what they call dragon's blood, a black, sharp gemstone, obsidian maybe. And taught, right, right. And talking about, well, wait a minute, we're going to make these weapons out of this and it's literally going to save our lives. And I, you know, for those of us that are in this arena, we're kind of like, oh, that's so cool because we're looking at it like this. It, you know, have we arrived, so to speak, and in getting way more mainstream about talking about healing, healing of the heart, and taking an ancient healing uh, a modality like gemstones? Ha- have we arrived? Are we making progress here? <laughs> oh, huge strides every day. You know, if you flip through the 
pages of magazines like Cosmo, you find articles on crystal healing, you see celebrities, musicians, actors, um, you know, all of these people who have really mainstream roles in the public eye talking about their relationships to gemstones and crystals. So, um, you know, if these are the kind of people who are openly talking about it, I think it's safe to say that the rest of us little people out there have probably <laughs> been doing it for a whole lot longer. Um, you know, gemstone medicine, the idea of this sort of energy that can shape and transform our lives is here. It's now people are doing it. There are parts of the world where your full-time job can be a crystal therapist and you can get reimbursement from people's insurance. That doesn't happen where I live, but it does happen elsewhere in the world. Um, and I think the trend is going to continue moving forward. We're going to see this open and expand. Um, it's it's going to grow each and every day. I love it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Nicholas about crystal healing for the heart. Uh, we're going to give you information on how you can get a copy of the book. It's actually an amazing book. Beautiful pictures powerful messages and we're also going to give a copy of the book away but we're taking your questions as well i mean is there a gemstone in your life that you're drawn to but you're thinking i am not sure why i've got that thing going on and what happens when the amethyst that you've had for so long you're not really resonating with any longer answers books nicholas benny me, Game of Thrones. We'll be right back. Diamonds are forever. They are all I need to please me. They can stimulate to tease me. Now you can be a part of one of the most powerful programs to help create a more joyful, loving, abundant, and peaceful world. Every day at 12 noon in any time zone, join millions of other people around the world to spend a few minutes in joy, love, and gratitude. Brought to you by Robert Schoenfeld, host of the Art of Powerful Living Radio. Together, we can raise the vibration of the planet. For more information, visit globalmomentofjoy.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Discover the healing medicine from the giant monkey tree frog, Cambo. Cambo practitioner Ginny Rutherford and professional psychic Todd Rolson have come together for lively discussions of alternative healing medicines from the Amazon. Ginny and Todd bring you Cambo Talk Radio. Tune in each Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific to hear from guests all over the world with real life stories and the medicinal benefits of Cambo. For more information, visit CamboKiss.com. Tune in to Mainstream Metaphysics Radio to harness your connection with the universe to effect change for optimal success and happiness. Name one of the country's top psychics. Eve now brings her insights and gifts to this weekly hit call-in show, joined by visionaries, leaders, and gifted others, but mostly you. Jot it down. Thursdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
tune into the wisdom of your soul for guidance on living a joyful life. On Soul Wisdom Radio, Wendy will provide inspiration to raise your vibration and connect with your higher self and guides. Learn how to balance your ego and to progress spiritually on Soul Wisdom Radio with Wendy Rose Williams. Visit wendyrosewilliams.com or Transformation Talk Radio to learn more about a healing session with Wendy and her events and publications. Amber Teal, founder of The Healthy Edge, is bringing you the hit show Healthy Edge Radio, living with power, passion, and purpose. Amber provides the support and tools necessary for you to finally release the weight and emotions that are hidden beneath the weight. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information on how you can take the next step with Amber, visit GetTheHealthyEdge.com. It's sort, of, it's sort of a crystal. I mean, it can be. It's a yeah. Song, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No kidding, right? Oh my God, that's perfect. Uh, I thought for a minute it was Goldfinger, so I was like, okay, wait. Uh, welcome. It's similar everybody. with the Bond films. Yes, you're right. It, it is similar, really. Uh, sidebar. Yeah, Daniel Craig is coming back. Okay, crystal healing for the heart, gemstone therapy for physical, emotion, and spiritual well-being. Listen, we are now finding out um, many, many, many ways crystals, gemstones are being used. Everything from mats you can sleep on to things that you can sit on to to wearing them on your body to having them around you. And yet at the same time, many folks are doing this intuitively, but not Nicholas Pearson uh, joining me today. And guess what? The book is Crystal Healing for the Heart. It's amazing. Uh, for those of you out there, I'm going to we're going to let you know right now. Um, Nicholas, how can people, A, find out more about you, uh, what you're up to, how they can uh, get involved with you personally, get some healing, get some work done, and then how do they get a copy of the book? Well, I live here in Central Florida, and a lot of the events that I do are based in this area. So, um, you know, to find out more about where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing, you can check out my author page on Amazon.com. I keep a schedule posted there. My publisher's website also hosts um, uh, author events. Um, and they are innertraditions.com. And I have a personal website that's up and running, just just barely. Um, and it's uh, www.theluminouspearl.com. And uh, as far as buying the book, everywhere books are sold, you can find it, whether that's Amazon, whether that's visiting my publisher at Inner Traditions, or, um, you know, if you go into the big box retailers like Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, mm-hmm. they, they carry them too. And of course, go find your local spiritual bookstore, support the little business, we, we want to see those bookstores thrive as well. So they can definitely order it for you if they don't normally carry it. You know what I love? Thank you about that. What I love is that this is a book, right? When I'm thinking about it, it's it's more it's more like a guide. It's a guide for everyday living in my mind, right? And yeah. the way that you've presented this material, Nicholas, is that even if you know nothing about gemstones, 
you can read this and get what it is that you could do. What do you think are some of the misconceptions people have about taking the journey with gemstones and also uh, how they believe it is really complex and complicated and only for a select few to heal from them? Well, I mean, this is definitely a topic we could do a whole show about. There's yeah. so many myths and mis- misconceptions out there. Um, you know, first and foremost, I have a background in mineral science. I'm kind of a geology nerd. Um, I love going into the scientific properties of the stones. Um, you know, my first book, The Seven Archetypal Stones, only focuses on seven. So that way I can go really deep into that kind of material. Um, I call my work ethnogeology, and what I'm trying to do is look at the intersection between the human kingdom and the mineral kingdom. So it might be through the lens of science or art or architecture or even language, but it could also be through that spiritual lens like this book focuses on. And, you know, the idea is the, the, the primary thing that's making crystals do what they do is their innate perfection. Um, all the other things that we read about, um, you know, color, shape, and all these other things, they're, they're much, much secondary. Uh, to what's actually going on at that sort of chemical level and structural level. So that's really where the energy is coming from. Um, And that's probably one of the biggest pieces of misinformation out there, that we can rely solely upon color or or other clues. It's not Mm -hmm. like the doctrine of signatures um, that people use in herbalism. There's, There's a very real level of cause and effect with, you know, what is in the stones and how those ingredients are formed, like what shapes they take that give us the energy. So that's probably the biggest misconception. And as far as, you know, the rest of it goes, to be a practitioner of of gem therapy or crystal healing or anything else, you know, some people believe that it takes a whole lot of years of study. I mean, I've been doing this 23 years, so certainly I might not be the poster child of doing it overnight. But the great news is that if you leave behind your preconceived notions, if you forget about what you've read in books that contradict one another, if you sit in stillness, open your heart, and just listen to whatever a stone might have to say, you're, you're going to end up doing the right thing. Now, what's right for you might look different than what's right for me, but if you get good results, who cares about what that process looks like? Just go ahead and make it work. Um, I tried to make all of the exercises in this book very real, tangible, hands-on tools. A lot of them you could even do without gemstones and just use them as brief meditations or breathing exercises, and you would get wonderful results. So, you know, our intention is a big part of this process. If we can't co-create intentionally, then it's like having a rudderless ship. We're not, we're not going anywhere. We can't control what's happening with the stone. So, you know, having that clear directive is really going to shape your practice. And with that, you can use even a small number of stones. Um, the other thing about this book that I really endeavored to do, although I wanted to include some exotic and rare and unusual gemstones, I wanted some classics in there like rose quartz and amethyst to show up in several chapters so you could see that they're multifaceted. They have more than one tool that they give you. So with a f- fewer number of crystals, you can actually have a beefier toolbox, uh, a kit of stones that gets more done. Yeah, and don't you find, though, one of the the more difficult things, at least this is my journey, um, is that I was so afraid I was going to do something wrong, that I'm going to do something wrong. And, and, you know, I think that that is one of the greatest challenges for people that are thinking, I really want to know more about this. I've heard, at least on, on my show, I've shared about the healing power that I've discovered along the way. And there's this idea, uh, Nicholas, of doing things wrong. Now, you and I maybe should talk about the fact that this is an ancient wisdom. 
And the idea of thinking about like the ancient Egyptians worrying, oh, I'm going to do it wrong. I, I mean, I can't even fathom that thought right there. Well, you know, the thing is that the that initial seed of crystal healing that was planted in that sort of Stone Age era mm-hmm. did not come from reading an instruction manual. <laughs> that, you know, they didn't magically find it etched into the walls of a cave. It came from the shamanic experience of going into that you know, otherworldly consciousness, you know, making that spiritual journey, if you will, within or without, um, and listening to the stones themselves. Um, The reason I call my practice ethnogeology is because I was actually inspired by ethnobotanists who are scientists of, you know, many disciplines. They might be chemists, they might be botanists, they might be anthropologists, they might be a combination of these things. They go out into the field and they listen to how native peoples actually work with plants. And, you know, they find the the most likely candidates of being beneficial things for how they use them in ceremony and healing and so on and so forth, take them to a lab, extract the beneficial compounds, and they found out, hey, wow, it's true. This this plant that they used does you know, heal whooping cough, and that one's good for pain relief, and this one might help to combat some form of cancer. But when you ask Native peoples how they learned this, the answer yeah. is not trial and error. It's right. not, oh, well, you know, my great-grandpa got really sick from chewing on this leaf and this leaf together, so we never yeah. combine those anymore. It's the plant spirits themselves that tell them this. And that's really what we're seeing in the worlds of crystal healing and gem therapy. The consciousness of the stones is what is directing us. And, um, you know, when I was in my teenage years, I was working for a mineral museum and I was, you know, really involved in the science aspect of, of the mineral kingdom. And I started to notice that when I would read different books by different authors who lived in different countries and spoke different languages, if the stones they were writing about had similar compositions or similar structures, they would give similar intuitive impressions of the stones, even though they weren't aware of what those components were. And so there is this very real objective reality out there, this objective truth about what mechanisms are at play with the mineral kingdom. And our spiritual senses, our intuition, is tapping into that in one way or another, even if it's you know in a language that we can't quite understand with that relationship to the scientific aspect. And so, you know, there are people like me and and other great thinkers that are out there who are looking for these correlations and tying them together. So if you're worried about doing something wrong, just remember that we are all different, just like snowflakes. Mm -hmm. Crystals are all different, also like snowflakes. Snowflakes are crystals after all. We're never going to receive exactly the same benefit that we read about in a book. Our journey will never be a perfect carbon copy of someone else's because we have different needs. I like to think of it as, um, you know, make the analogy to nutrition. The things that you eat, the things that I eat, our lifestyles, they might require different supplements for our physiological Mm well-being. And gemstones are kind of like those supplements for our spiritual well-being. They're the vitamins for our body of light. And so the, the vitamins that you need might be different than the vitamins that I need. And the way we apply them, the dosage, would be different. And the only way to figure that out is to do it for yourself. I love this. I get. To, I forgot I was like on air with you right there, Nicholas. I really did. I'm like, oh, you know, like, oh, wait a minute. We're doing a radio show. I could just sit here and listen to you like 24-7. I know our listeners can too. Let's take a short break. We come back. What are, okay, what are at the top of Nicholas's list? And we're going to give a copy of the book away when we come back. So be thinking about, because we're going to ask you, Do you have a favorite gemstone? And also, do you have any questions? But when we come back, 
what are the top five for Nicholas? And why is it I'm drawn to a particular gemstone that I may not even know the name of? How does this help us awaken the heart? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I used to like to walk the street and never line. I used to think that everything... Are you stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a life of inspiration, love, self-acceptance, and fun? Sounds like you're on the verge. On the verge to your next big thing. Join Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio, helping you use your breakdown for a breakthrough, overcome life's greatest challenges, and live the life you want and deserve. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio or visit seattlehealinghypnosis.com for more information. Tune in each month to Synergenetic Living Radio, where Rick and Grace Paris discuss the synergenetic way of life, what it means to truly change your perspective in life, what it means to take control of your life and manifest your true desires. For more information on Rick and Grace Paris and Synergenetic Living, check out SynergeneticLiving.com. Get clear on the life you desire and the current life you are creating and what is between the two. Synergenetic Living, living life loud. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific Time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Known for his keen sense of humor, contagious smile, and extensive esoteric wisdom, EJ translates deep spiritual wisdom into practical advice to empower you to live your happiest, most fulfilled experience. Mystic Living Radio, deep spiritual wisdom, practical advice with EJ, Eliyahu Jihan. This hit show delivers profound experiences for all who want to live life to their deepest desires. Tune in monthly for Mystic Living Radio. Learn more by visiting vitaltransformation.org. Do you want to heal your body and mind? Your body has a lot to tell you if you just learn to listen to your intuition. Audrey Michelle, host of Rewired Life Radio, can help you peel away the layers that are holding you back from living your best life. Tune in to Rewired Life Radio. Learn to love, heal, celebrate on Transformation Talk Radio every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Connect with Audrey at AudreyMichelle.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. Nicholas Pearson is joining me here today. He is the author of Crystal Healing for the Heart. What a beautiful book. Pictures, color pictures of the crystals, but also of Nicholas, how to use them. I mean, this is amazing. Um, You know, and... uh, uh, Nicholas's journey has been for more than 20 years teaching crystal workshops in high school. uh, And, you know, he's also a certified teacher. He's also somebody that believes in crystal and Reiki and healing, period. 
And so he's also the author of the seven archetypal stones, crystals for the karmic healing, and this crystal healing for the heart is the book that I have in front of me, which we're going to give away today to one of our listeners. When you call in to receive the book, please, if you don't want to come on air, please tell Benny what your favorite crystal is, give him your name, or you can come on air and tell us, 1-800-930-2819. Uh, We have one copy of the book to give away, so you're going to want to do this quickly. 1-800-930-2819. Nicholas, I want to ask you about, you know, let's just talk about this idea of having a top five crystal or what are at the top. What are the top five gemstones for healing for the heart? Because I think if nothing else, people know when their hearts ache. First, yeah. let's talk about what that means, heart aching. And then what are your top five for healing? Well, you know, heartache is something that I think is as personal as our fingerprints. You know, as as much empathy as we can generate, we can never really know the pangs of someone else's hurt. Um, and so are the stones we might use, the journeys we might take, will likewise be very personal. But the wonderful thing about the mineral kingdom is that it speaks to us on the sort of archetypal or universal level. And so there are some stones that, you know, I, I see it every day in the field. Um, there are some stones that just resonate on that bigger scale that kind of work with all of us. Um, one of them that I recommend time and time again for emotional issues is rhodonite. Rhodonite is wonderful for strengthening our emotional body, for settling out of balance emotions, um, Gartman for reaching in and finding your own reserve of talent as well. Um, anything with lithium in it, I'm just going to put lithium minerals as their uh, broad category. So this could be some of the tourmalines, lipidolite, which is a form of mica, kunzite, or hiddenite, varieties of spodgenine. So anything with lithium in it is great because it helps to sort of give buoyancy to the heart center. It allows us to also tap into the experience of unconditional love, that sort of love without limits. So much of the love that we think we experience in life and try to give away is ego-based love. It's love that has limitations, restrictions. It's, I love you when you do this, or I love you if you say this to me. I love you because this thing happened. Whereas unconditional love is love for love's sake. It's divine love. Um, Aquamarine, easily one of my top five stones, probably in, you know, my top of my list all the time. This is a stone of release. It allows us to let go of the heartache, to let go of old programming. It also brings in light. When we release the old patterns, there is space for light to come in. And so it brings courage and illumination. It's a wonderful stone for spiritual well-being. It's just something that taps into our spiritual blueprints so we can really access the wisdom of our soul. Um, We could also talk about something along the lines of rose quartz because it is so gentle and pervasive. It's something we find... You know, in every store we visit, it's a very basic kind of stone, but it does so many things. It helps to purge out of balance emotions and trapped emotions from our physical tissues. It helps us find forgiveness. And of course, it helps us love ourselves more. And if we all just love ourselves a little bit more, the whole world's going to be a happier place. And then, I don't know, for for number five, I think I would probably pick um, my favorite. Um, so I'll answer two questions at once with this. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and this is Peterzeit. Um, Petersite is not a stone for everybody, um, at least not at first. It's called the Tempest Stone, and it looks like the swirling vortex of storm clouds when you get a good look at it. And so this is a stone I kept near to me all weekend long as we were prepping for Irma to come through. 
Um, you know, it's, it's the kind of energy that you get with a cyclone, a thunderstorm, a hurricane. And what that does is it freshens things up. It wipes the, sl the slate clean and allows you to step into your personal power. When there's nothing standing in the way of that power, you can live your personal truth unabashedly, unapologetically. And the more people who wake up to the truth of their you know, ideal spiritual realities, the more we're going to see people being happy, healthy, fully realized individuals all across the planet. Mm. I mean, you know, the earth, and if we want to refer to it as Mother Earth for a moment, there, there is the earth. And, you know, I have always had a sense that there is a connection to the earth and the earth has a heart. Yeah. And I was really struck by the events that I think that were, you know, I, I mean, I'm trying to think in my lifetime when I've seen events that have happened in the past month quite the way they're happening uh, with Mother Mother Earth. And there's got to be a way to help Mother Earth and heal Mother Earth's heart because i think at some level that's part of it but i don't know maybe some people say i live in fantasy land sometime but i don't think i do on this you know if we if we look at the idea of the gaia hypothesis where mm -hmm. the earth and everything on it is is one greater um you know sort of living organism then we as the human race are cells in the body of the earth mother and that also means that every other living organism and non-living object is, is a part of this living being. And so the mineral kingdom, the crystals themselves, are part of her body. And so when we connect to gemstones, whether they're rough, whether they're polished, we are literally holding a precious piece of our mother. And so any reverence that we do, maybe it's giving crystals away to other people, maybe it's placing them in sacred or not so sacred sites to hold that energy, maybe it's meditating on the heart of the Earth Mother with stones, then um, you really can forge this deep relationship. And as we attune ourselves to planet Earth, we start to live within her rhythms and cycles instead of going against the grain. In our own body, if we have cells that decide to disregard the natural rhythm of life and do their own thing and proliferate at their own pace, we call that cancer. And as the human race does this on the face of the planet, then we are acting like a cancerous growth on the planet. And so we have to stop. We have to pause. We really have to assess what we're doing so we can reattune to that rhythm. Um, lately, a stone that I've just fallen in love with is a variety of obsidian that comes from Mali in Africa. And it's mm. this rich emerald green color. Usually you can't find brightly colored obsidians. And if you see them labeled as such in the marketplace, they're man-made glass. I mean, 99 times out of 100, probably even 999 times out of 1,000, this is the case. But very rarely you can get these really exquisitely colored natural obsidians, natural volcanic glass. And this one is such a rich, heart-centered color. Um, and it so deeply, lovingly, and immediately takes your heart into the heart of the Earth Mother that it's so powerfully healing. Um, definitely a tool that I, I've only recently picked up but am very much in love with. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, wait a minute. We have someone, one of our fabulous listeners, wants to come on air and chat. Benny, uh, let's bring Phyllis on. Phyllis, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, Phyllis. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Dr. Pat. Thank you. 
You bet. And Nicholas, hello, Nicholas. Hello. So uh, tell um, us your story. What, what, what gemstone? And you're going to get a copy of the book. Yes, please. I still have my story. Okay, my story? My story is that I just started waking up about a year and a half ago when I started listening to your show and thinking about daring to wonder what my life would be like because I, I knew it was going to be great. I knew I, I knew I could not fail. And, and I started gathering, gathering crystals. I have always loved rocks and crystals. I'm the person who picks up things off the beach and takes them home. Uh, you know, with her and, and polishes them up. And, and I don't, you know, when you say my favorite crystal, I don't, I didn't really know what my favorite crystal yeah. was, but I, but I really do love, um, rose quartz and, mm. and, um, and citrine. Um, but, you know, so much I want to, I want to learn more about, yeah. about them and I want to, um, I want to, I want to, be vibrating at my healthiest. Be, I want to be the healthiest cell I can be in mm. in Gaia's entourage of uh, of cells. So wow, what what help can you give me? <laughs> All right, Nicholas, you're on. Yeah, so you know, definitely start with the stones you're drawn to. Use the ones that you've got in your collection. Um, you know, if you're attracted to citrine, one of the things that citrine does is it's almost like unwinding the tension in our lives. Not just physical stress, not just the mechanical tension in our connective tissues, but also the tension we have in the big picture. Kind of like smoothing out the bumps between where we are and where our soul is headed. So we can use citrine to fulfill our potential. So I think that's going to be a great tool for you, a wonderful ally and teacher. Um, and, you know, just, just listen to it. Let it, let it guide you. Whoa, yeah. that's fantastic. Thank you. My pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Phyllis, for calling in. And, and uh, I'm assuming Benny's got your information, or Benny, do we need Phyllis to hang I on? Got, I already got it covered. Benny's on the spot. Let's take a short yeah. break, everybody. We'll be right back. More with Crystal Healing for the Heart. Nicholas Pearson, my very special guest. When we come back, we're going to talk about what happens when we do awaken the heart. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high-vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author, Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams. Dr. Kelly's fresh, compassionate perspective emphasizes growth, transformation, healing, and thriving. Even in the face of adversity, say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within. Join the planet, the Lucid Planet. Visit thelucidplanet.com. Welcome home. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 
831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. In this day and age, if you don't reinvent yourself, you may never find balance, peace, and the sustainable life that is your birthright. Angela Watson-Robertson, known as the Reinvention Warrior and the host of Breakthrough Radio Show Masters of Reinvention, is here to help you reinvent every area of your life. Tune in and hear from the best in the personal transformation business and discover tips and tools for positive change. Live every month on Transformation Talk Radio. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Pat. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. For more information about me, go to thedrpatshow.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. Kind of cool to be able to do that. And then, again, if you want to get a copy of um, Nicholas's book, Crystal Healing for the Heart, it is available pretty much everywhere, but also on Amazon. And, Nicholas, again, what is the best way for people to find out more about you and especially uh, the workshops that you're offering in uh, Florida? You know, the, the place where I keep my schedule the most updated is on Amazon because everyone uses that. So you can find my Amazon author page. Just type my name, Nicholas Pearson, into the search bar. Click on my picture and you can see where I'm going to be, when I'm going to be there, and what I'll be doing. Good. Awesome. Okay. So the part that I wanted to make sure we got to today was the part in the book where you talk about the awakened heart. Yes the awakened heart and you you know I'm looking and and I'm going through and I'm looking at some of the things that you know some of the gemstones you also reference Um, but I was really drawn to the to the part where you talk about stones for nurturing the spiritual heart Mm -hmm. and I wanted to take a minute to talk about the spiritual heart what it is and how we can nurture it better with gemstones well you know the the idea behind the spiritual heart is that you know this is not just the physical organ that you know drives our circulatory system that is responsible primarily for that electromagnetic field or aura around our body but it is it is the vessel the container in which all alchemical processes take place in our lives we look at the symbolism of the heart and it's a hollow organ it is empty 
and yet we put things in and they become transformed. And on the spiritual level, it is almost as if our heart is a crucible or a chalice. When we place the leaden consciousness in, what comes out is pure gold. And so the the force, the fire, the fuel that's necessary to do this is unconditional love. So the way to nourish or nurture that spiritual heart is through love. Love yourself, love what you do, love the people around you. Even when it's really hard to, that's probably when you need to love the most. And this is not ego-based love with limitations. This is unconditional divine love. This is the divine in me, sees the divine spark in you, that holiness that exists in the relationship between all things. And I acknowledge that. And that's where the spiritual heart steps into its power. Mm. You know, I, I think that um, I was talking with someone, did a show yesterday, and we were talking about the fact that people believe that they've lost their spirituality, they've lost their connection to the divine. You know, they're in search of it, in search of it, in search of it. And I think sometimes it's that we have a, a woundedness, so to speak, around this. Yeah. Um, and I want to ask you is what have you found or what might you suggest for people that are really struggling with their connection to source energy, God, higher power, whatever one calls it? What might people do or what gemstone might help? You know, the first gemstone to reach out to, and probably the most ubiquitous that we can find, is amethyst. Amethyst reminds us that the fundamental nature of reality is a spiritual one and not a physical one. So when we work with amethyst, we find the wisdom of spirit sort of whispering to us at all times. Um, it's something that's uplifting, and it helps us keep the heart and the mind focused on that connection to the spiritual world. Um, another interesting thing about amethyst is because it's the carrier of the violet ray or the purple ray, um, it also seeks out our limitations. So whatever limiting forces you have in life, whether it's um, you know, a physical condition, a circumstance at your job, something going on with your family, something monetary, or something spiritual, amethyst highlights those limiting factors so you can then be begin that alchemical process of transmuting them. And when you do so, those limiting factors instead become stepping stones to your highest spiritual truth. It's, a, it's something that takes those, those um, you know, unpleasant circumstances and gets gold out of them. Amethyst can be a wonderful tool if we use it that way. Yeah. And, you know, we're quite familiar with amethyst in a lot of uh, different ways and a lot of different, you know, arenas. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about what do you think are some of the least known gemstones that pack a powerful punch, so to speak? Oh, now you see, this is my specialty. I love <laughs> the weird stones. Um, I always like to say I love a gemstone that tells a story. And they don't always have to be beautiful, cut and polished stones to do that. But things that, you know, reflect something in geological time that's unusual or something that is a, a beautiful spiritual symbol. Um, I think by far the most unusual stone in this book is actually at the end of that chapter. The very last stone in the book at, at all is called Yemingzhu. Its name is from a Chinese expression that means luminous pearl, also the name of my website. Um, and this could be any mineral substrate. It could be a variety of quartz or calcite or fluorite. And so long it is imbued with the right elements, the right trace elements in its structure, it will actually give off light. Um, so most of what you see in the market is man-made or treated to, to give it that really 
persistent phosphorescence, as it's called. Um, it can't just glow a little bit. It has to have persistency to it to truly be Yemingzhu. And these are stones that really transform us. They help us realize that connection to the source of all light and to remember that it's not outside of us. We, we can't be separate from source. Otherwise, there can't be source and us. We have to be one within the heart and mind of God. And that's one of the gifts that Yemingzhu gives us. Um, Petersite, as I mentioned earlier, is kind of an unappreciated gemstone by and large. It's a, a, a rare version of tiger eye, if you will, and tiger eye is very common. But it's undergone unique metamorphic activities that sort yeah. of crumple and break and twist the fibers that it's made from. And mm -hmm. that's what gives it its characteristic swirls. Um, so those are two unusual ones that I really, really love. So I've saved this last question, burning question. Sure. Game of Thrones, is it obsidian? It is, yes. <laughs> I adore obsidian. Um, my first book began because of my love affair with obsidian. So um, it's it's been in every book I've written so far because I love it so much. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, you know, clearly um, I love that they picked obsidian for that stone because let's you know, here's the, here was the punchline for me. One of the darkest gemstones you could put your hands on, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's what it is. I mean, I have a piece of it that is just black, right? Yeah. But it's also one of these stones that is also what I like to call, um, you have to be careful sometimes with it. And yet in, the, in Game of Thrones, the darkest stone is used to annihilate the darkest energy. And I found that really an interesting conversation in itself. You know, absolutely. If, if we can go into that dark creative void hidden in the depths of obsidian, then we can find light even amidst the darkest moments in life. And that's its gift to us in healing. I love it. Nicholas, thank you for today. What a great book this is. Thank you for your time. Thank you for all the great work you're doing. Many, many prayers to you and your neighbors. And one last question, what would you like to leave us with? What's your personal message? You know, honestly, just open your hearts. Let that love that's within you come out to one another. And that's what the world needs right now. Whether using crystals to help you or not, just be the love that we need. Oh, boy. I love that. Crystal Healing for the Heart, uh, Nicholas Pearson, Gemstone Therapy for Physical, Emotion, and Spiritual Well-Being. It's a beautiful book. Um, Nicholas takes us on a journey, shows us how to connect with everything, our heart, our inner child, and finding our voice. Thank you, Nicholas. What a great show. Thank you. Thank um, you. We're going to take a short break, everybody. Um, we'll be right back. We've got more to come. Soul story, evolution, purpose of life. We'll be right back.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.